got George. You've got Tom. You've got another podcast coming. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, George. Takes another drink two. So here's the number three. Okay. So what are we drinking? So today we're drinking Ramstein Amber Lager. Wait, Ramstein's got a beer? Um, not that Ramstein. <laughs> Ramstein, the oh, oh, actual city. Ramstein with one M. Yeah, because that was actually a typo in their name, and they just decided to stick with it. Like yeah. Dark Tranquility. Oh, no. With yeah. two L's. <laughs> no fucking way. That's yeah. great. But yeah, so this is Ramstein Amber Lager, and it's, um, I don't know, what do you think of this one? This one is brewed in High Point by High Point Brewing Company in Butler, New Jersey, my own state, my home Your state. Your own backyard. Exactly. And I got to say, it's pretty good, honestly. It's all right. Uh, ambers aren't my favorite. I don't mind this. It's definitely uh, another easy drinker. You could kick back quite a few of these yes. if you set your mind to it. 100%. And I don't know. Ambers are pretty hit or miss with me. And this one is, I would say it's a hit. For me, at least. I'm not sure I would ever drink it again, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good beer. Oh, yeah. It may just not be, I don't think it's my preference, though. My wife loves Ambers. To, to her, it strikes that balance between a white beer and a dark beer. It's mm-hmm. like halfway there. Yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah. I think that's the appeal, kind of, is... People who would just like their beer right in the middle. Amber is definitely a good choice, but I would rather have either light or dark, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Give me a nice, thick porter. Yeah, but if it, dude. But if it's a, the summer, if I'm at a concert or a ball game, you know what? Give me uh, the best-tasting lager you got. Yeah, dude, exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's really a matter of context, isn't it? Sure, of course. And, hey, music is all about context as well. Indeed. And you might be in the mood for a different song on any given day. Hey, what do you want to talk about? Living After Midnight, Firepower, Dreamer Deceiver. So last time we did an older song, and I think it's time for a new song. I'd say Firepower. Okay. When I first heard Firepower, my initial thought was, wow, this is a lot better than it has any right to be. Yeah. I mean, for context, 2018, this is the band's newest album at the time we're recording this. Three minutes, 27 seconds, and it doesn't waste a goddamn second of your time. It comes roaring out of the gate, first track on the album, and... You hear it, and right away, it grabs you, like, where did all this energy come from? Aren't these guys supposed to be at least 60 years old? They sure don't sound like it. Not at all. That album is comparable to a release you would hear from a band who are in their 20s. And the more amazing thing is, like, how quickly it grabs you. It's not a slow burn. It just immediately grabs you by the throat and pulls you in. And then With that double bass drumming yeah. and an all-time riff. And then it doesn't let go until the end of the album, which is incredible. Firepower, it's such a ride. The song is fast. It's played well. It's catchy. You know, it is definitely an anthem of a new generation for this band. 
I hope they keep it in the set list until they pack it in and call it a day one day. You know, in our introduction episode, we talked about how Priest doesn't really stay stagnant as a band, and they're always trying out new things and new concepts and sounds. This is undeniably Priest, but it's fresh, and it's just so much fun to listen to. It really is a banger, man, and it's such a great intro to this incredible album. Yeah, it sets the tone just perfectly because it is to most fans, I won't say everyone because people have their own opinions, but a pretty big majority of Priest fans would call this the best thing they've done since Painkiller. George, why don't you play that opening riff for people who haven't heard it or people who just want to hear it right now? Yeah, well, listen, if you haven't heard it yet, get ready. You should. Classic quintessential priest with a high Halford scream. I'm not joking. The hairs on the back of my neck just stood up. Hearing that scream coming in. Let's keep listening to this. Yeah, yeah let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, ju- I'm tempted to ask you to just play the whole goddamn song. Well, keep it going. <laughs> And I think a big part of that is Richie Faulkner. And, you know, as much heat as Priest takes from some fans about how it's not the same without KK, and, you know, he's the heart and soul, like, I just don't know if I can agree with that because I feel that Richie Faulkner has breathed new life in the band and the older guys in Priest have been pretty forthcoming in saying just that. He embodies the spirit of the band just as well as KK or Tipton do. And he is a monsterful guitar player in his own right. Monsterful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'm telling you, that's going to catch on. Or it won't. So that guy can rip on his guitar as good as either of them. Yeah. He's phenomenal in his own way. And so is Andy Sneap. Sure. Like, they're both great players. Yeah, and Andy Sneap, obviously, he produced the album. Um, He didn't play on it, but he plays live, and he definitely does the songs justice. Yeah, man. Richie Faulkner, he took a bigger role in the songwriting on the Firepower album, and maybe his youthful energy brought some new things to the table that Halford and Tipton never would have thought of writing. And you can't deny that his guitar solos are absolute Fire. Oh, God, dude, they're insane. The level of skill that guy has, it's unbelievable. When I saw him live and I saw his fingers moving on the fretboard, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Listen, K.K. Downing is the man. He's a legend. Yeah. We love him. We are not disparaging K.K. in any way. Yeah, we are saying that Faulkner fills his shoes. Yeah. And if you don't believe us, just listen to this.
Tell me with a straight face you didn't love that. I You can't. If you hear that and you don't feel anything, if you don't recognize how fucking awesome that riff was, that little solo, you're out of your goddamn mind. Well, you're not convinced. Here's another. Shit, man. Yeah, that's righteous. It really is. Faulkner, can, Faulkner's the man. Come on. Come on. The song goes hard. It's fast. Yeah. It's heavy. It's catchy. And you can sing along to it. People can sing this song live in the crowd, you know. It's not one of those bands where you'll see them and just, you'll say, when are they going to play the old shit? That, that's just not going to happen no. when you have great-ass newer songs like this and the band is on top of their game at this point. And that's why it's a big part of the sort of motivation that we had to get a podcast together because right now it's a more exciting time to be a priest fan than it has been in quite a number of years, honestly, with them doing the best album they have in a while, the best tour that they've done in a while, you know, the loss of Glenn Tipton to KK Downing aside, they've really been playing on point on the firepower tour. They're firing on all cylinders and if you can believe this, they played 44 different songs live on the Firepower Tour. They rotated that set list and brought back a ton of hits and deep cuts that haven't been played in many years. Yeah, man, they are definitely going through somewhat of a career renaissance at this point because you've got the younger generation of metalheads showing up and then the older generations are showing up Everyone's sharing in the love of the music. They bridge a generational gap. And I think that's part of the appeal is like young kids, like young metalheads. Dude, how old were you when you went to your first metal show, for example? I was like, I think, 14 the first time I saw a show live. Sure, same here. And going there with fans who have been listening to them since the 80s is pretty cool if you think about it. I, I mean, I think so. Yeah, and the interesting thing is... Now we're sort of old heads in that same sense. Dude, we because are. We're reaching our 30s now. Yeah. And there are generations of teenagers who are just starting to discover this music, whether it be through YouTube or Spotify or Apple or whatever you use. It's easier to discover that music than ever before. And albums that were new to us mm-hmm. are old to them. And we get a sort of interesting middle dynamic going to concerts with people who are both younger and older than us. And they can handle the pits better than I can. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm pushing 30, and I, the last show I saw live was Vader, and I got fucked up in that pit, dude. Oof. Like, there were people who were, they were killing it. And I was just like, okay, I'm actually too old for it now. 
Maybe yeah, it's well, the, the Judas Priest fan base does probably lean older. They don't even have a mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. And that's honestly kind of refreshing, too, that it's like you go to a show and just stand around and you don't have to worry about getting bodied by, like, the biggest dude at the show. <laughs> no mosh pit, but that's not to say that you won't have fun. You will still Alfred have the time of your life. Alfred is still in great shape. Sure, maybe he's not running around. Maybe he's got a little bit lower of a register, but... The fact that he sings the songs a little lower doesn't take away from how good it is. Yeah. It's not less good. It's just different yeah. because it's up to his own slightly different interpretation of how he wants those songs to sound as he grows and changes as a singer and an individual. And I like to sort of compare it to well, how many different versions of Batman have there been? Yeah. Uh, how far back does Batman go since, like, the early 1900s? No, like, the 30s and is about that time when the he started. The people who invented Batman probably aren't alive anymore. No. He's been written so. by so many different writers, comic writers, movie writers, TV writers, cartoon writers. There are hundreds of versions of Batman, and it's all open to interpretation. And to some extent... Music is like that, because these songs take on new characteristics, new interpretations over the course of their lifetime. We talked about Metal Gods last time. It's not the same song in 1990 that it was in 1980, mm. and it's not the same song today that it was in 1990. It's basically the same, same structure in DNA, but there are these little differences as the band tweaks and adjusts the performance to update it and that is how they've managed to stay relevant and make that music sound fresh even after they've played it so many times yeah they've slowed down the tempo and downtuned their guitars and they've made all these a little adjustments over time that make it so much heavier live keeping it locked to firepower oh. you know that song is definitely thrashing it up live. Yeah. Like we said, Faulkner and Sneep, they're bringing the heat. Halford is just belting it out with more power and bravado than I've heard from him maybe since they first reunited. Yeah. You know, it's going to be really sad in like 10 years when they replace him with Adam Lampert. No, thanks. <laughs> Uh, well, that guy's I, just gonna—he's just gonna go yeah. on like singing for older bands. Well, listen, you could do a lot worse than Adam Lambert because Dude, that guy's a beast. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, yeah, I'm a Lambert fan, and like like I say, no one replaces Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but the only way to do Queen right is by having a flamboyant gay guy yeah. in front of the stage, and Adam Lambert fills those shoes, and at some point. I guess he could fill the flamboyant gay guy shoes for Rob Halford, too. <laughs> just going to oh, be man. like his lot in life is to do that. <laughs> oh, man. No, though, honestly, we both know there's no one who replaces Halford, man. No. That guy is the OG metal daddy, and he will continue to be long until he kicks it one day, which we can pray to Hopefully Satan. far from now. I, we can pray to Satan. It's not until a very long time from now. Yeah, and who could even deny that even though Rob is singing with a bit of a lower register, mm. 
he's still a trained vocalist mm. who's putting the power and technique yes. into his voice. I mean, just hear this. Yeah, dude, even like though Still his, a powerful voice. His vocal technique has obviously changed, but he still nails it. He's adapted so well over time. Like fine wine, dude. Sure. Yeah. Different, but not worse. Exactly. Not worse at all. There's some listen, there's some people who can do it. Like Bobby how old is Bobby Blitz? He I think he's hit sixty by now as well. Yeah, and he sounds the same as he ever has. Like some people can do it, but Halford. Didn't Christopher Lee record a metal album he in his nineties? <laughs> he did, man, exactly, and it's a killer album. I'll yeah. fight anyone who disagrees with me. I remember that story a couple of years ago, and maybe I've said this before. The country singer who literally died of old age <laughs> on stage during a performance, yeah. and you know, like uh, you would hate to be at the concert where you see Rob Halford drop dead oh, in front Jesus. of you. But I, I think that he will, in a similar way, continue until he literally can't, and I encourage that. You know who else is definitely going to do that? Rob Flynn from Machine Head. He will continue until yeah. he can't. I, dude, mark my words, that guy is going to die on stage. He definitely will. Oh, of course. I mean, he doesn't even miss a concert yeah. if he gets hit by a car yeah. or Montezuma's Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Montezuma's Revenge, and he's on like, stage no. in a diaper. <laughs> That dude just, he stops for nothing. Like, Rob, if you're listening to this, I mean, I I pray that you don't die for like a hundred years. Like, really, dude. Rob Flynn, you're the second favorite Rob on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pretty goddamn close second. Yeah, we'll we'll be talking about you again when we uh, get to the Sentinel. But anyway, hey, I hope you enjoyed us bullshitting and hanging out and talking about some firepower and if you want to get get in a comment about firepower, just shoot us an email. Find us on social media. We'll tell you all about that after the bump. Mm-hmm. And until next time, my friends, mm-hmm. stay locked in. And keep defending the faith. Mm-hmm.